0: The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda power. power.
1: I love the power. I love the power. I love the power. Hello, and welcome to the Port Adelaide Preview podcast for the Round Twenty-One game against the West Coast Eagles. Uh, it'll be played on Saturday afternoon, I think, about four o'clock again at Adelaide Oval. I'm Portia, and joining me is Maka. Maka, how are you?
0: Portia, my dear, I'm wonderful today. How are you going?
1: I'm, well, I'm still red-faced from my massive, massive, terrible call last week about how could we possibly lose to Adelaide and that we'd win by 40-plus, but apart from that, I'm
0: okay. Surely you're used to this by now, because every time you make a massive call, the opposite happens.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that does tend to happen (laughs) with the big calls, doesn't it? Like when I think, how do we lose by
0: (coughs) less than 40 or 50 or 60? How could we possibly lose to Carlton? (laughs) Oh my God, how did we lose to Carlton? Well, how did we lose (laughs) to Carlton? (laughs) It happens every time. So, Uh time your farm this week. Just a nice, steady, everyone's a chance. Look, I'm going to give us... No outlandish statements.
1: No, look, I'm going to go a big sneak preview preview this week. I'm going to say West Coast by
0: 150. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that'd be good.
1: That should do the trick. We should be uh, all set from there.
0: Yes, well, uh, we should be okay so long as our uh, you know our midfield plays more than sixty-one percent of game time. That'd be uh, that'd be great this week.
1: It would be nice, wouldn't it? That was a, yeah. that was a weird one, and uh, there's another weird one this week. Obviously, Sam Palpepper's been dropped, which I get, but I, get, I don't get yeah. because we'll we... get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Let's talk about let's talk about, I suppose, this week's big news topic, which is obviously Andrew Gaff.
0: The show net? Oh, okay. Yep. Nah,
1: Gaff. The gaff suspension. <laughs> eight weeks. Eight weeks. The that's gaff that's suspension. the longest I can recall. I mean that even beats Byron Pickett six weeks, you know, that's right up there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh well, it was well deserved. <laughs> it was well deserved. Honestly, like I don't really get all that bothered by on-field violence all that much. Like, it doesn't affect <laughs> me. But that that one really distressed me. Like, I had a bit of an anxiety attack after watching that because I just thought, you know, how, how can you possibly do that? You know, this poor 18-year-old kid who yeah. we both loved last year, one of our favourites in the draft, and yep. he's just had his face absolutely smashed in in one of the most outrageous incidents you'll ever see on a football field like you know that's something from 25 years ago not something in 2018 and you know is eight weeks enough maybe maybe not i don't know he could have you know we could you know pick your limit really like (laughs) you know i don't don't know i could have easily gone 15 weeks yeah that sounds about right yeah yeah. um but you know eight eight weeks is probably fair enough he's not going to Playing in this year, he's not going to play in a premiership if they get that far. Um, you know, it's it's probably fair. Like I don't know, Andrew Gaff's not a dirty player, and yeah, everyone's had their <laughs> bit to say about that. But um, you know, you you do something like that, then you got to deal that with you're the consequences. A dirty At that point, you're a dirty Simple player. As that. That's it. Yeah. Um, well, look, that that I've got no doubt that will tarnish his reputation for the rest of his career, no matter what. You know, the media and everyone else will will say yeah. about it. Everyone will move on, but he'll always be Andrew Gaff, the guy that, you know, got suspended for eight weeks.
1: Yeah, well, that's it. Um, I mean, I, I guess it's just as well we don't do precedent because West Coast would be able to call back to 2004 and uh, Alistair Lynch's wild, wild haymakers uh, in the grand final. Uh, mm. I, he obviously retired. I don't know if he actually got well, suspended Well, he got nine weeks. I got nine weeks. There you go. So that, yeah. there you go. That's probably the longest... This
0: is the longest one since that, I would say. So uh... Yeah, but does that really count? Like, oh, no, <laughs> you know, well, not when you retire. It re- no, it doesn't. Like he, re- he said, you know, mid-season, oh, this will be my last game. And then, yeah. uh, you know, if you if you get nine weeks when everyone knows that you've retired, then it's <laughs> yeah. kind of a bit pointless, isn't it? Yeah, yeah You different. might as well have said, Alistair Lynch, you've got a 40-week suspension. Okay, yeah. I'm not playing again anyway, so who cares? <laughs> um. um well, it's. I think Baker got nine weeks, didn't he? For but that was across two or three different incidents in the yeah, one game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's probably the most that you know for for one incident that there's been for a long time. Yeah,
1: that's probably fair. Um,
0: the, the The only thing that I will say is the uh, the media reaction to it, like you know, if that was you know, pretty dirty player, then they would have been absolutely dragged over the coals yep. for doing that. Mm. Um, but because it's Andrew Gaff, who, you know, has never gone within 30 metres of a contest in his career, um, you know, we've got, you know, bloody, uh, <laughs> you know, they call on his friggin' school principal from eight years ago to give a reference. Yeah, what, what like, how ridiculous is that? <laughs> like, what's that going to prove, you know? Oh, you know, a decade ago, he was a really good student. Oh, great. <laughs> you know, what wow, does that mean? Gosh, um, gosh. And we've got someone like David King, you know, giving him a hug in an interview after the game. Ugh. Like, it's just it's just amazing how quickly Andrew Gaff became the victim in the scenario, um, as opposed to the guy that, you know, threw an absolute haymaker and clobbered in someone's face. Yeah, it is exactly
1: that. Um, as Libby on Spreaker Chat points out, no one called Gaff a dog like they did when they crucified Jonas, and uh, that's correct.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Because Jonas is big, he likes the tough stuff, and, uh, you yeah, he'd be suspended a couple of times before, and, you know, when you knock out a ball player like, uh, yeah. like Andrew Gaff used to be, then, um, you get called a dog, don't you? But, yeah. um
1: but Not when you punch out an 18-year-old kid.
0: No, that's right. No, it's like uh, poor Andrew Gaff, you know, what, what what happened there? Oh, he didn't mean to do that, you know. He yeah, went to no. Kerry Grammar or something, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, you just summed up the
1: AFL yeah. in one sentence.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he didn't mean that. He went to such and such posh yeah. private he school. He went to Melbourne
0: Grammar. He wouldn't <laughs> do such a thing.
1: Oh. He's one of us. Yeah.
0: Let's bring his ex-principal Levington Finbar back from uh, and uh, get him a reference from, from what he used to be like in Christian studies back in year 10 or something. Like, he gives a fuck.
1: His father's a very respectable man.
0: Oh, like, <laughs> oh he comes from a great family. Like, we heard that 85 times. Oh, I really want to meet his family. They sound wonderful. Oh, I want to geez. have them over for dinner. Make sure you use the right fork. <laughs> get them to sodas. Get them. Uh, get them some fish and chips. I think.
1: Oh dear. Um, mm. Also during the week, Jonas, even Jonas made sympathetic comments, uh, sympathetic comments which was interesting. So, um, does that mean Gaff deport next year? <laughs> <laughs> and, and also, no. did, and here's the next part: Do you think that Gaff's contract status is part of why West Coast didn't just drop him in it? Possibly. I reckon there might be a bit of that. Like, they, don't, yeah, want, they don't want him to go. They probably want to keep him. And if they just dropped him like they would if he was under contract or any contracted player, a team would, they would usually say, Nut, nah, it was ridiculous, you shouldn't have done it, blah, blah, blah. But because of this precarious situation...
0: You think they were treating him with kid gloves because I
1: reckon of they, I reckon they were in a position where they have to. Um,
0: yeah. All right, um, it's an interesting take. Um, yeah, not sure if it's... We'll keep Correct it or not, important. but it's a, it's a, it's an interesting one.
1: Well, there's not a lot of clubs when a player gets pinged for you know five plus weeks, the club then says, "Nah, look, it's not really it was unintentional, blah blah blah," and tries to downplay it. Like they usually just cop it sweet because if you cop it sweet, you can move on. But West Coast mm. have, what West Coast have done this week has been kind of at odds to what every other club has done traditionally when players have been suspended, you know, fairly in things that are not controversial. Yeah. Um, and I just really think the only thing that would really explain it apart from Western Australian Myopic uh, Syndrome uh, is that contract status and I think that probably is a big part of it, personally
0: Possibly oh, The last thing I want to say about it is that whoever made the decision not to show the replay at the ground is a genius <laughs> I'm not sure how <laughs> they got away with that because I just assume that um, it just plugs into the, the TV feed anyway oh. um, it would have been a war, wouldn't it? <laughs> But if if the Frio players saw that, like all they had the was players, I'm in the crowd. Head. <laughs> Oh well, that too. But you know, well, it was a West Coast game, so nothing outlandish was going to happen. But Even so. um, you know, if the Frio players saw that, as opposed to just being told yeah, by line, yeah. then Gaff would have been in a hearse by the end of the game. Like, yeah, yeah. that would have been one of the ugliest quarters of football. <laughs> I reckon uh, you were ever likely to see, but then um, again, I guess Andrew Gaff can thank his lucky stars that uh, (laughs) that a replay wasn't shown at the grand.
1: Yeah, yeah, Um, and one other comment on the gas suspension, which is that this week, with Port being cheated and taking on the thuggish West Coast, I can't recall a game in which public opinion would be more for Port to win a game than this. I don't think there's ever been one. Uh, Yeah, maybe. It's be right up there. Maybe. Can you think of anything to rival it when there's been so uh, clearly that Port's well, actually been the good guy?
0: I'm trying to think of one, but I can't really think of one. But oh, uh, are yeah. West Coast really considered that thuggish, considering Gas not playing?
1: Well, right now they probably are, considering how West Coast yeah. acted during the week.
0: Yeah, not sure. Not sure. The Look, this, bus this is on is our just, side, uh, I guess I'm saying. It certainly is, but the um, the thing I'm worried about is that West Coast are missing about six or seven of their key players. Well, that helps. And uh, and as we know, that is a recipe for disaster for Port that's Adelaide. That's true as well. <laughs> because we never win games against underman opposition ever. Oh my god,
1: that's
0: so um, pathetic, isn't it? So yeah, so I'm really not looking forward to this one.
1: No, no. Um... Scott has said on Spreaker but keep Chat, listening
0: because it's going to be a good uh, going to be a good podcast.
1: Yeah, hopefully Scott has yeah. said on Spricker Chat the 2013 Elim final against Collingwood. Yeah, I guess so.
0: Yeah, that, that was probably up there. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: but I don't. I reckon I, uh, I, think, I, reckon I think that was the, all one the next way though. Year against Richmond as well. I reckon we had public support then. Uh, yeah, possibly um, against the Hawks too.
1: But most of those were one way in that they were about hatred of our opponent, whereas this one is a little bit Port got gypped as well.
0: Yeah, maybe. A bit more to the yeah. way. Anyway. Yes.
1: Yeah, all right. Well, let's move on. We'll talk uh, about West Coast, eh? Um, yeah. So they're 14-5 and five for the season and won the derby. Despite all the news, they actually did win. Um, they lost in Tasmania the week before and won three in a row against, before that uh, against GWS, uh against Collingwood at the MCG, and against the Western Bulldogs. Um, mm-hmm. The last two of those by comfortable margins. Um, they haven't look uh, for all the, the outs they've got. They're still hanging in there, and either that means they've got the most stacked list in history, or Adam Simpson's actually a pretty good coach. And I think you'd have to probably say the latter. Uh, where are you fall on that?
0: Uh, probably a bit of both, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm looking at their list right now, and um, you know it's still a very very good team, still mm. a very good team. When you've got you know you've got your main forward missing, and you've still got Lacroix, Darling, Cripps, Ryan. Rioli, who can all score goals. You now, when you've got your main midfielder missing, you've still got Yo, Redden, Maston, Hutchings, Shuey, Venables, Sheed. Uh, you know, it's a good position to be in, I think. Uh, you know, their defence is rock solid as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do bat pretty deep, West Coast. Um, you know, they've drafted really, really well and, and traded really, really well for the last three or four seasons. And, um, you know, that's that's why they're in the position that they are. They're, they're a really good team, they're a really well-drilled team, and um, they're probably everything that Port want to be, to be honest.
1: And everything that Port aren't, and I've got a couple of, I went through the yes. stats again, I'll read them out because they're just really demoralising, so if, if, you don't, <laughs> if, if, you don't, if you don't want to be really demoralised, just sort of hum Advance Australia Fair and then we'll be done. Um, yeah. So the first thing they're doing is they're hitting targets by foot. Now, in the league, yeah. they are first for kicks and first we're for fucked. marks. We're and second for fewest total disposal. So not only yep. are they kicking all the time, they are marking it when they kick it, which is a huge problem for us. Yep. Then then, but that's what they do when they've got it. Um, it's hard to get it back from them. Cause they've got, so here's the next stats. They've got the fifth fewest reba- rebound 50s against them. They make the second fewest clangers, and they've got the seventh fewest tackles against, which means you can't even hold them up. You can't get close to them. And then mm. even if you say, well, it's all right, we'll try and get away with it if you've know, if you got you know, umpires on your side, even illegally you can't get it back from them because they've got the most freeze for in the league <laughs> with, the, with the fourth fewest frees against. And the ratio yeah. there is 445 to 367, <clears throat> which is just numbers, but I'll make it a simpler one for you. They get four more free kicks than their opponents in every game. That's the yeah. average, an average of more than four free kicks more than their opponents. Um, for yeah. reference, we're in a negative, unsurprisingly. I don't think anyone's shocked by that. But, uh, yeah, what are we doing, Macca? What's what's the strategy?
0: Pray. <laughs> everything we suck I think, against. Uh, <laughs> I think praying is, uh, is where we're going to win this game right now. To so whatever God you believe in or don't believe in, just pray for anything. Because um, <laughs> we are one of the most idiotic teams going around, and we're coming up against probably the most efficient team yeah. uh, in the league. Uh, so we could be in trouble. We could be in trouble this week. Yeah, like, I mean, we can't,
1: it's not like we're playing one of those teams where we can, both teams can afford to, you know, sort of kick it out of bounds or just errantly kick into the forward line uh, and then you'll get it back eventually. Like, no, no, no. You do that and then they'll run it down the other, or they'll, actually, they'll slowly deliver it down the other end with a couple of bits of pace in the middle and
0: yeah. kick a goal. <laughs> and
1: then you go, oh. <laughs> yeah, look,
0: I, I think the the best part or our main chance of winning this game is the fact that it looks likely it's going to be really wet. Yeah, um, yeah, which might sort of nullify that uh, a fair bit, and uh, and bring us back into the contest. But yeah, you know, we're just a, an extremely inefficient football side, and they are an extremely efficient football side. They they win the ball, they move it quickly, they move it straight down the ground, and they kick goals. That's what they do, and uh, that's it's very hard to defend against. And that's why they're fourteen and five for the season, and it's uh, why we got thumped against them earlier this year. And um, given the fact that, uh, you know, we've never beaten them at Adelaide Oval, I think it's cause for concern.
1: Yeah, look, it certainly is. Um, it's only just occurred to me that I should do one of these stat analyses of a port one time, so I might do that next week, um, yeah. just so I can place us. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so look, that's, uh, yeah, that's kind of depressing, but... Anyway, mm. let, let's let's hope you finish singing or having an advanced strategy show. Let's get on to the selections for this week for Port.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so we've got a couple of we've got interesting ins and outs this week. They're, I'm not it gonna is. say they're bad, but I'm definitely gonna say they're interesting and merit comment. Um, so the most the logical one, there is one logical one almost every week. Dougal Howard in, yeah. Jack Hompsh is out. So that's just after Jack Oh my god, could Jack Hompsh have been any more oh. Like, that's... Can I is, just say... Is that
0: the last game... On record... Jack Combs has played for Port Adelaide?
1: On record, I'm going to call it, that game by Jack Combs is worse than any game Camo Shea played for Port Adelaide.
0: Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> it, was it was right uh, there. It was yep. pretty bad. <laughs> is, is that the last game he's played for Port Adelaide? I
1: bloody hope Jack so. Humpcher. And why didn't we trade him two years ago?
0: <laughs> well, he was still a good player two years ago, even though he had injury issues, but... You know, I, f- I feel really sorry for Jack Holmes because, you know, halfway through 2015, he was in the old australian side. You know, he was that good. He really was that good. He was the ultimate, you know, he was Jeremy McGovern before McGovern, really. Like, he was the ultimate intercept marker in the competition. And um, ever since then, he's had hip issues, he's had back issues, he's had all sorts of issues, and it's just completely ruined him physically to the point that he, he can barely change direction. Um, he he looks like a seventy-year-old man out there, um, and that that's that's not not a good thing for an AFL footballer. <laughs> not,
1: on um, the, not on the and, low side or under twenty-five. No, that's terrible. No,
0: nah, and and look, when you're coming up against Josh Jenkins, and look, you know, Josh Jenkins is one of the most heavily criticised players in the league, yeah. and yep. you know he's a bit soft and he's a bit of a dork and all that sort of stuff, but he's also a, a mean athlete. Like he can run like uh, like. No no one else in the league, just about, and um when when you're putting a crippled Jack Omstro someone like that, then it's just a recipe for disaster, really. It's a real shame that we didn't have Dougal last week, Because yeah. uh, we prob- we probably win to be honest,
1: yeah, maybe, um, but interestingly, this week Dougal comes in, and there's not even a giant tool for him to play on, really, <laughs> so yeah uh, <laughs> it's it's just really unfortunate that the games happen this way around. <laughs> Um, oh, well.
0: But, oh well These things happen But look Yes It's uh, it's it's a welcome change And uh, it's good to have Howard back Even though he has been A bit of a disaster At times uh, Every week he, uh, he gives up a, a calamitous uh, Goal to the opposition And <laughs> yeah. uh, Look hopefully This is uh, With You know A couple of weeks off This is The week where he actually Plays well And doesn't Do that sort of thing Yeah
1: Hopefully he's got his finals Focus on now, mm. look. The next two I want to talk about the outs and then the ins, just for comparison. Okay. So the outs: Riley Bonner, halfback flanker. Probably yep. fair enough. He's not been doing enough, and it's been a long season for a guy who's playing his first full year of AFL football. So that's yeah, okay. We we knew he was. This was probably coming, um, if he didn't turn it around. Next one: Sam Paul Pepper, um, who yeah. has had three quiet weeks. Um, so you know, if you're bringing another midfielder that's in good form in the S A N F L or something, then yeah, okay, you can make a lot of sense out of dropping him. Wouldn't you reckon? Wouldn't you reckon that's the case?
0: Yeah, look, it's, yeah, Bonner's probably fair enough. I, I probably would have still kept him in instead of Pittard, who I thought was just horrendous in the showdown. Um, yeah, you know, I, I still feel like Bonner should be in the side. I feel better when he's in the side. Uh, mm. Pal Pepper, it's just unfortunate. You know, th- you wind back the clock to three weeks ago and he was having an absolute ripper of a season. Yeah. Um, he'd played about six or seven really, really good games in a row. And, uh, I'm not sure what's happened the last three weeks, whether it's a slight change in role or, um, he got ahead of himself or if it's coaching or if it's just him or if he's getting tired, but his last three weeks really, he just hasn't really been getting anywhere near it. um, it you know, just seems to just constantly niggle the opposition without really concentrating on the bowl all that much. Uh, well, I, I'm not sure I would have dropped him this week because I feel like against a pretty stacked West Coast midfield, we are going to need someone like Pal Pepper out there. Um, but I can understand why he has been dropped.
1: Yeah, now... Like I said, if you're dropping him for a midfielder in good form in the SNFL, it makes a lot of sense. Now, let's talk about our ins.
0: Um, Well, do we? I think the question is, do we actually have any midfielder in decent form in the SNFL? I don't know. Do we? Except for maybe Snelling and and Trengove. That'd be about it.
1: I'll tell you who we do have that's coming in. That's Sam Gray and Aidan Johnson. So, we're placing a half-back flank midfielder with two forward types. So, that's interesting. Interesting. It's not classic Ken, so I don't know what it means. What do you reckon it's, it means? Uh,
0: this is obscure Ken. This is what <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's hit the, the, the full-strength Coke instead of the Coke Zero. I'm not sure in the, in the team meeting. Something's gone awry here, I think. But uh, Sam Gray back, I'm I'm not sure how I feel about that, to be honest. Um, mm. I guess what it does mean is that it means that Robbie Gray will likely spend more time in the midfield.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, um, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm happy AJ's back in the side. I'm, I'm a huge fan of AJ. I think he brings a lot. I think we need someone with his sort of pace and defensive pressure in the team. Um, and I think, yeah, that, that's that's the positive that I see for him coming back in. Look, he is a goal-scoring threat. He was one of our best players in the uh, the earlier game against West Coast uh, in the first few rounds. Uh, kicked a couple of goals and, and did look really, really good up forward then getting injured Um, so look I've I've got a lot of faith in AJ that he's going to turn around his last AFL game wasn't all that impressive but um, look hopefully he can have a huge game this week
1: I'm kind of wondering whether AJ's in just because we're trying to bet on youth enthusiasm being the link up between wing and uh, the forward line because you know him and um, what's it Kane Farrell it'll Mm. be interesting to see how they interact on field
0: it will be it it certainly will be I'm I'm, Mm. Very much looking forward to that. Farrell was uh, was wonderful last week, yeah. and um, we know AJ sort of uh, chaos chasing up forward can work and it, and it does work. He's very clever with the ball as well. Hmm. Uh, so to have two um, young, youthful, exuberant forwards like that up there, when you when you've also got Boku just runs you know runs like a dog. Sam Gray he's a pretty hard runner as well at times, and, and Wingard he can do anything. Um, you know, I, I do like that. I, I like the addition of AJ. Um, mm. I think it's going to hopefully work well together. Um, I guess we'll have to wait and see, though.
1: Well, it does certainly it, it does make our forward line look more dangerous. Um, mm. But it does also say that we're going to be a bit chaotic in the forward line too. <laughs> so, uh,
0: well, look, we need, we need pace, and look, AJ yeah. brings that, and Sam Gray brings that. So, yeah. coming up against an efficient West Coast who move the ball quickly. Hopefully, we can put that sort of defensive pressure on them, and um, uh, the defense... try and try and stop them from from getting some of those sort of clear kicks out of the defensive fifty.
1: Look, there's no doubt the defensive pressure is important, but for me, the the thing that will lose us this is not defensive pressure because we've usually been okay on that. But it's just actually not wasting our opportunities when we do go forward. That's what'll kill us yeah. against West Coast. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll find out if it if if those two ins improve that or not. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> um, yeah, Libby on Spreaker chat reckons Boak might play more time in the midfield, and I don't know about that. Don't know. Don't know. Who Boak? Yeah, Boak. Boak. Uh,
0: no, I I don't think so. I think I think they like him in the role that he's in. Mm. I think he does a very very good job in the role that he's in. I think we're likely to see Rockliffe in the guts a bit more, and I do think we'll see Robbie Gray in the guts a, a lot more this week. Uh, than he, than what he was in the showdown. I think that's going to be the main changes, you know. Pepper out, Gray to the midfield, Sam Gray out forward. That'll be the main change.
1: i tell you what, if we don't do really well this season, including finals, I'm going to feel so bad about how much we've wasted Robbie Gray's time <laughs> because he's been playing excellent football at times this year. Like, oh, Yeah. Absurd, well, absurd. for the last
0: four years, really, yeah, but, isn't it? Yeah, so... I know,
1: but like another one, like <clears> I don't know how many more seasons like this one he's got left in him, you know.
0: Sort of, mm. yeah. Well, he's probably taken a little step back from yeah. from that's last what, year. That's what I mean, though. Yeah, uh, I, I think he'll actually come out and have <laughs> a career best year next year. Oh, I hope so.
1: That's
0: really that's hope. what I'm like. If he's still playing like this when he's gone through a cancer battle and yeah, you know, yeah. not not much of a pre-season yeah. then uh, yeah. you know, if he's if he has a huge preseason, then I'm expecting, or well, at least I'm hoping that he will you know, have a massive year next year because I still think he's got a good, at least two elite seasons left in him.
1: I hope you're right because I think he's at the point where I'm not going to count on them. I think that we mm. have to, yeah. This is a chance we should be taking because who knows next year. Like I remember back in the day, Roger James, you know, we thought we were going to have Roger James for years and then suddenly, boop, off he goes. Yep, gone. So, mm. You just never know. Um, and on that sour note, let's talk about West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so they've made a couple of changes too. Uh, Andrew Gaff's off to Shawshank and Will Schofield's injured. So uh, the yep. inns are Dom Sheed, which he's not a 100% replacement for Gaff, but he's not bad, is he? Um, and the other in is Brendan Archie, our, our, our everyone's favourite hero, Brendan Archie.
0: Archie. Good old Arch. He's back. Yeah. Arch, he
1: should, he should do What's well. What's the
0: bet? He has 36 touches and four goals. I reckon it's stupid. pretty
1: high considering uh, his placement in the West Coast midfield. Yes.
0: Well, yeah, I, I, he's actually played six games this year. That's a bit of a surprise. I thought he'd only yeah. played two or three. But um, I don't know. Maybe I don't think his season's really gone as planned for him. Oh, yeah. I think uh, he would have expected a a spot in the midfield come round one. I think he got had a bit of an injury and that sort of thing. Oh, I think his season's that. really gone as planned. But, um, look, hopefully he has a decent day. Nah. Uh, I, I like Arch. It.
1: I've still got my box of tea <laughs> on the line with Rick. <laughs>
0: oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Look, Sheed's uh, a very, very good player. Yeah. Um, and he makes them a better side coming back in as well. So, um, you know, he's that ultimate sort of second-string midfielder. He can play uh, through the middle. He's a good clearance winner. Uh, he can also play a little bit outside and a bit up forward as well. So uh, it, it's good ins to replace good outs, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've probably lost a little something, but um, not too much. You'd, mm. Yeah. Um, anyway, the rock Contest, here's my wish for the week, uh, apart mm. from, you know, potential us winning, and obviously all of them far beyond me winning Powerball half an hour ago. I haven't checked. Um, is uh, Paddy Ryder versus Scott Lycett. And I'm really hoping this week that Paddy Ryder beats Scott Lycett so comprehensively that we never hear Scott Lysett's name in trade talk with Port Adelaide ever again.
0: <laughs> That'd be good.
1: Yeah, I, I would really appreciate that. That would be really good. Uh, that would be good. Oh, I'm not keen on bringing in... Oh,
0: well, I don't know. I don't know if... I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if half a Ryder can beat a full-strength Lycett, though it wouldn't surprise me if he could. He did beat Jacobs last week. Um, Look, I'm not 100% keen on bringing in Lysett to the club either. Oh, God, no. Yeah, look, hopefully Ryder does the job. Look, we we really need Ryder to be at his best this week, to be honest. Um, Because we need to do something to stop West Coast midfield. We do. We do. So, is he going
1: to win? He should win the contests, but is he going to have enough impact for us to be able to do that? I don't know.
0: When he's on the ground, I think he'll dominate, uh, but it just depends how much he's on the ground.
1: That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as for the midfield, uh, obviously Gas out, Sheed's in, um, but that's, that's sort of like at the edge of their, their core midfield, really. Redden, Yo, Shui, they have got options.
0: Um, yeah, well, look, Yo's one of the best players in the league at the yeah, moment. He's yeah. uh, he's one of the Brownlow favourites. He's had a monster season. Um, yeah, he can play down back. He can play out forward. He plays through the midfield. Redden's had a really, really good season as well. His best for West Coast, uh, and probably his best season out of the last sort of five or six, I would think as well. Uh, Masson just does what he does every yeah. week. Uh, Shuey is the biggest pain in the ass on the in the universe. Isn't he? He, he just always. Bobs up against Port Adelaide and kicks the winner, and uh, it's happened two or three times, and it's really, really annoying. And I would love nothing more than for him to uh, to not do that this week. It'd be great. Uh, you know, they've got Jeddah, who runs off the back flank, um, kind of as the the plus one midfielder as well. He does a really good job. Um, yeah, look, they've they've got options. They they bat deep through the midfield. They've got pace. They've got skill. Uh, and then midfield kicks goals too.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's gloss over that now. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, forward line. So Darling's still... Last time he was averaging two, averaging two goals a game, and he's still over two goals a game, uh, Jack Darling. Um, yep. He, even though he's at the lower end of the 190cm bracket, he is still their key forward this right now with Kennedy out. Um, yeah. So, uh, again, Howard Sweet coming in, probably less... Necessary than, I don't know. Do you, I, I'm wondering whether dropping a half-back flanker and not replacing him with another backman of some kind or a smallish, paceyish backman if we've got one. I don't know who we've got left. Um, might be a concern. How do you feel about that? Do you think we might be too tall on defence?
0: Not sure. I'm not sure. It depends on the match really. I mean, mm. Howard would have to play on Vardy, you would think. I think uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Jonas play on Lacra. Yeah. Um, Cleary to go to Darling. Um, so, so no, I, I don't think we are too tall this week. What about Crips and Rioli? Well, Crips and Rioli can just have can, can be shared between the others, really. I would yeah. think DBJ will go to Rioli. I, I'd like to see Houston on Crips um, okay. and Pidato as the as the loose one. Uh, and I guess we, we've got uh, we've got Leonard as well. So I don't know, maybe. I don't know maybe we might be a tiny bit too tall but, mm. but <clears throat> I, I'm not sure i I don't think it's going to matter this week I think we've got the matchups to to match their tolls and I think we've got the matchups to match their smalls it's just whether that we can be a cohesive unit down there yeah I think that
1: I think that this week more than most I would be hoping that we take advantage of that height and we actually have our guys play in front with someone sweeping behind to cut off the you know the ball going over the heads. But I guess yeah.
0: we'll see. Yep.
1: Um, I, I, there's also the possibility that McGovern will get played forward. Um, do we see that as likely at all?
0: Uh, mm, probably not.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't think so because that would leave them pretty short
1: Honestly, down I, back. I kind of feel look, like if that did they did only they got the two
0: yeah. they've only got the two key defenders
1: mm-hmm.
0: they they don't have any tolls on the bench um i think McGovern will be down back that's
1: probably fair mm. uh and speaking of their defense um yeah it's just And, just why, would... and why wouldn't you well, yeah, <laughs> to be exactly. honest because exactly, with, yeah.
0: with the the type of horrendous ball movement that we have he's going to take another 25 marks like he did in the final last year yeah um so, yeah, I, I would definitely expect McGovern to play down back and, and play yes. pretty well.
1: Yes, if he moves forward, it's probably to our advantage, so he probably won't move forward, but yeah. there you go. Um, their defence, I don't think we'll see Charlie Dixon kicking five this week. Um, I don't know. No. How do you, are any, for me, our only real hope in the forward line is that um, Kane Farrell and Aidan Johnson You know, get away and do enough to freak out the West Coast defence that guys like Sam Gray can take a mark or two and kick a couple of goals?
0: Yeah, look, this is this is where Jack Watts really needs to stand up and, and be yeah, counted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, we need him to have a big game this week because I, I don't think Dixon will have a big game. I think he'll be uh, shut out of the contest. Um, whilst I think Farrell and AJ will provide really good defensive pressure... And, and a bit of spark. I don't think we can rely on them kicking a winning score. Um, I, I think with Wingard and Robbie likely to play predominantly through the midfield, um, it really, it's really up to someone like Jack Watts to come in and hopefully kick three or four goals. That's uh, that's really what we need from him. He had a monster first quarter last week, oh, and I- then was then was completely shut out of the game. Um, look, he needs to. Bring a, a four quarter effort for one of the first times this year. It's
1: it's at times like this I really wish only one could kick Oli Ones could hit goals because the way Watts is being played for me is mm. is the weirdest part because it's almost like he's being played like a I don't know, like a, a big bodied midfielder that you're chucking out forward. Like he seems to be in contested ball situations a lot for a guy yeah. with his frame, yeah? Um yeah. and I, I just <clears throat> Wonder why we play him like that, and how that's how that's coming to happen so consistently. You know, it's our his, ball the, movement. Yeah, it's
0: it's our game style, which is not bringing him into the, his positive traits into the game as much as uh, as what they really should. Yeah. Um, you know, you know he's sort of stuck too far up the ground, and then is having a double back, um, but he's probably not quick enough to do that without breaking free of a contest. So he seems to always be in a contest. Mm. Also, I also feel like, um, he should be, I feel like his best is more of a Darren Smith style lead up forward as opposed to someone that is dropping back and having to take marks that way. Uh, If he's leading towards the ball, I feel like he's very, very hard to to stop because he, he can get separation when leading towards the ball and he's a very good mark out in front. Um, but when having to double back and and having to sort of outbody opponents in that way, it, it's just not how Jack Watts really plays football. No, and that's fair enough. Uh, not everyone does that. No, um, and you're right. It's the, the way we play isn't really conducive to Jack Watts starring all that often. I don't think.
1: No, and and that's not making excuses for Jack Watts. Like you, you play what you can, you know, um, but. Like I said, if Olly if Wines could play, if, could kick goals, you'd put him in that Jack Watts position any day of the week and you'd suddenly have a superstar, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Jack, Jack Watts really needs to not leave... Like, he, his starting position really needs to be along the 50-metre arc at yeah. all times. Yeah. No matter where the ball is on the ground, that's where he needs to be at all times. He always needs to be that sort of Matty Robran type crows sort of role.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, Almost.
0: Yeah. Um, I feel that would sort of bring him into the game a little bit more, mm. um, and I feel like that's that's probably why we brought him to the club is to play that sort of role. But for whatever reason, our uh, game style just does not work um, as it should. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think that's fair to say right now. Um, yeah. mm, all right. Well, look, we'll talk briefly about the game in general, um, and we can skim over this because it's so bloody obvious. So, Coach, should we be concerned about Adam Simpson? Yes. Yes. Uh, does either side have the psychological advantage? Uh, West Coast yes. won their last Not Adelaide us. Oval. They've won every game at Adelaide Oval against us, in fact. And they won against us earlier in this year, and they won last week and we lost. So, yeah, West Coast on every single possible count. Yep. Um, and do we have any questions from Big Footy?
0: We do. Ooh. Yes, we do. Good day. Let's have a look and see. All right, Powerade. Have we turned... Sam Pal Pepper into a fringe scragger whose only job is to annoy the opposition.
1: Um, I don't think that's something we've done. I think that's kind of classic Sam. Like, um, that's not I meant as an insult or something that can't be corrected. But like, as a junior, he was not 100 percent in every game. Wasn't. Yeah. You know, and when no. you're not, and when you're not in a game, that's when you scrag. So.
0: Look, well, as I said, once he came back into the side after his uh hiatus earlier in the season His sort of six or seven games after that were outstanding and people were commenting on just how well he has developed you know he's not getting the second year blues all that sort of stuff you know he was getting a lot of the ball he was laying a lot of tackles getting a lot of clearances having a lot of impact um it's just the last three weeks where For whatever reason, whether it's him or they're asking him to play a different role, or maybe he's getting a bit tired, I don't know. But it's only the last three weeks where he's um, sort of gone off the boil a little bit. So I don't think it's anything that we are doing as a club. Um, I don't think we've turned him into that because it's only been three weeks. And that's not, you know, if if it was all season, then I would be concerned, but it's not. It's only a very small portion of the season so yeah i, I don't think yeah. we've turned him into a fringe scragger at all no
1: and honestly i think that uh in the arc of sam palpepper's you know development from being you know a, a raw player to being a, a genuine afl midfield like this is just a stage he's he's got to work through it you know yeah um this is on this is on sam right now to work out how to be more involved um yep. in in football games in every quarter um, that was, I mean, that's the big thing for any midfielder that is an impact player and doesn't get a lot of possessions. You know, that's something that, like, even last week, like a guy like Jordan Gallucci, he kicked a beautiful goal when he had that shot at mm. goal. Um, the one thing I remember from his junior year was that he didn't do a lot, but what he did it was, looked pretty good, and gee, that was a neat goal he kicked, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> and yep. the
1: real issue there is don't let him get it. And I think that teams are doing the same thing with um, Sam Pell-Pepper, is that, you know, if you want to stop Sam Pell-Pepper, don't let him get the ball. Yep. that's it. That's all it is. So That's right.
0: Mm. Um, another question from Powerade and that was uh, will we ever see the ball inside mid who can kick a long goal again and uh, yes we will we saw it four weeks ago and for the previous six or seven weeks before that so no doubt he will have a week off come back hopefully in his, uh, his previous role and, uh, and show what he can do
1: yeah the only concern I have about Sam Palpipa's motivation right now is that he seems to respond to Rockets and it's only so long that Rockets work so
0: yeah,
1: he needs to find something else
0: Okay. Yep, I think that's probably fair. Uh, Peck has asked, this is mainly for you, Portia. Uh Michael Voss was announced as a re-signing for two years and within a day it came out that Polek was leaving. How vindicated do you feel in your call that he doesn't want to work with Voss from months back?
1: Um, <laughs> not Well, I don't know, I guess a bit, Um. I think the one I phrased, I talked about, is there a personal slight, but it might, have, might just be a matter of you know, the same thinking that poor fans have, which is that, oh, well, if boss is here, then we're not really going anywhere. I mean, that, that could just as much, rather than personality conflict, just be like, I don't think he is doing things that are good for a team to succeed. And um, he's entitled to make that decision. Oh, certainly, there's a lot of poor fans, I imagine, that made that decision too. So, uh, mm.
0: yeah. I mean, we could also say that maybe Pollock doesn't want to work with Rockliffe either.
1: Well, that's possible as well, I
0: suppose. Yes, he comes to the club and then Paul looks like leaving. Or it could just be on face value and he's been offered a contract that we can't afford or that's just too good for him to pass up on. Yeah. yeah Simple maybe. as that. Maybe. think um, so. Yeah. Well, oh, I think that that's more likely than any sort of conflict within the club. Plus, he's also come out and said that he wants to stay as well, so... I guess we'll just have to wait and see if we can up our offer and and, and get maybe in the ballpark from what Brisbane have, have been uh, not Brisbane sorry from what uh, North and a couple of uh, the other Melbourne clubs have been offering.
1: No, look, I'm good. I'm good to stay where we are.
0: If Me too, it... but I've got no doubt that we'll we we will want to keep him. Oh yeah, and but... we'll do we'll try and do whatever we can to keep him whilst hopefully keeping things reasonable. Um, I think a five-year, 750K-a-year deal is not what I want (laughs) to see for Jared Jared Polek. Um, And look, as I said, I think a couple of weeks ago, and as I've said on the forum is that, well, I'm not 100% concerned if he Leaves or stays. It would be great if he stays because well, he's a key player. He's having a career best year. He might well win our best and fairest. He's obviously a very, very good player. Uh, but I think some of the reaction on big footy and, and elsewhere mm. is like we are about to lose peak Tredrea, which is not the oh, case. No, no, no. Um, you know, he's still made a lot of mistakes, and I don't think he is worth that the type of money that North are going to throw at him. I think a five-year deal is fraught with danger. Um, And look, if at the end of the day, if it comes down to a trade, we're going to A, get something pretty decent back for him and B, have the opportunity to improve our list um, if we want to do that. So it is what it is. That's my feeling towards it. It is what it is.
1: Yep. Um, now, just while we're on this subject, Windy Runners asked a couple of questions in the Spreaker chat. First of all, what yep. would you want for Pollock? And the second one is a suggestion of Nine and price for Pollock and Pittard, which I don't think much of that one.
0: What was the second one, sorry?
1: Nine and price from uh, North and Polek oh, yeah. for Pollock and Pittard.
0: Uh, yeah, not sure. I'm not sure on that one. I, I would definitely want, like, Nine for me has to be 100% part of the deal. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I would not want to be giving up too much back the other way. Um,
1: Here, here's, here's my question for you. What would you feel about doing something in that deal to get Will Walker over?
0: Well, that, that's yeah, absolutely. I, I would be happy to do a, a player swap with either. There's three players that I'm really keen on from oh. North Melbourne. And that's Will Walker, Jai Simpkin. And uh and Josh Williams. And obviously Josh Williams is a, a very fringe type, uh may, may not be anything. Yeah. Um <laughs> so it's nice yeah, you know, he wouldn't be uh he, he would very much not even be the steak knives, he'd be the teaspoon in yeah. uh, in the de- in the deal. Um but yeah, look if if we could somehow get someone like Will Walker or Josh Simpkin across, I would I would be happy with that. I don't think that would come with pick nine, that would maybe just
1: oh, come so with some with with a something. later
0: pick. Um I'm not sure we'd be able to well, I would love to get look, if it was just pick nine for Polek, I'd take that. Um if it was you know, pick nine for Polek plus something else, uh which I'm sure North would want. I don't know. I, I think there might be a stalemate there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Dunno. I don't know, but it's worth, it's, worth, it's worth having our guys have quiet chats to a couple of those North Melbourne players. Yep. Mm. Uh, and again, where we finish in the finals could make a big difference in how we are perceived by players in trade periods, so that'll be interesting.
0: Yep. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, just let me read this one. Okay. Nelson has asked... Um, this is a bit of a long one. Pollock leaves Brisbane. Rockliff calls out players being soft for wanting to come back home with Pollock being his main target. Rockliffe then comes to Port after one season. Pollock potentially leaves at season's end. Should Rockliffe call Pollock out for taking money over success?
1: Nah. You
0: should show up and play football. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> and he's also asked, uh, seriously, how should us Port Adelaide supporters react to Pollock this weekend?
1: Um, same as usual. I, I don't see any, like, I don't see, there's there's no value, for the similar reasons, I suppose, as uh, the gaff one, there's no reason us going out of our way to antagonise Polek, but there's also no way reason for us to go out of our way to praise him either. So, uh, yeah, just treat him like you normally would.
0: You, you, you treat him like a port player who's trying to win like, you the game. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and if he stuffs up, you go, oh, that was shit house Polek. And if he does something good, you say, good stuff, Polek. That
0: was good. Yep. That's that's generally it. That's uh, that's supporting, yeah, I think. it's a really um, easy one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Look, he's not gone yet either. He's not gone yet. Exactly. How how often have the media got it wrong over Port Adelaide player movements? All the bloody time. So, wouldn't surprise me if he re-signs a contract next week. To be honest, yeah, um, possibly. Let's just uh, let's just wait and see what happens. There's no point. Um, being negative towards him at the ground or anything like that at all. That would just be silliness.
1: Yeah, yeah. But can I add another question for you? Yeah. And touch wood, just touch wood, anything wooden you've got. If Pollock gets injured in the next three games, do we still offer him the same contract?
0: Like a serious injury? Yeah,
1: yeah, like, you know, another leg injury or something like that.
0: No, probably not. (laughs) Hmm. Probably not. Mm, but then okay. would would North take him?
1: Well, you see, that's interesting, isn't it? So he's going to be shitting bricks that the next is three the weeks. conundrum. He's going to be absolutely that is shitting bricks. conundrum.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. Look, mm. I'm, I'm not going to... Uh, you know, if he gets a big payday from North Melbourne, then so yeah, be good it. Good luck to him. Good luck to him. That's it. Well, should we uh, get a
1: decent combo pick,
0: right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> I, would, I would hope so. Hence pick nine. Pick nine yes. would be good. Be I would right. like pick nine. Look, if we can somehow wrangle pick 9 and pick 12 or pick 9 and next year's first round pick to move up the draft this year and uh and get a top 5 pick or even higher, uh that's a good thing. Yeah,
1: not bad. I'm honestly almost I'm almost of a mind that we just use our picks this year, but anyway, that's for later.
0: It is. Uh Interstater has asked uh, if we play like we did last week, will we win this week? <laughs> no. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. We can't waste so. chances
1: this week.
0: Look, we were surprisingly quite efficient last week, considering yeah. that they had a lot more bowl. They had, they killed us in the inside fifties and clearances and contestants. Every stat they won, and uh, for the first time in probably two years, we were a lot more efficient than our opposition, and uh, nearly came away with a, a famous victory uh, because of it. Would yeah. have been good. Uh, can we get away with that again this week? By being in oh. contested possession and clearances and all that sort of stuff? No, I don't think so. Probably not. No.
1: There's another series of rate coming out, so I'm just excited for
0: that. All right, continue. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Interstate is also asked, has Pollock been a serious distraction in a week where we should be hearing eight-point game more often than contract negotiations?
1: Um, I th- honestly think... It's been a welcome distraction. Um, quite honestly, I would rather talk about the hypotheticals of Jared Pollack staying or going and what we could potentially get for him than talking about our terrible games lately. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's been a That's positive. I, I, unlike when Josh Carr was threatening to leave, this is actually kind of like, oh, I'm in a good mood. Why not? That's fine. Let's yeah. talk about that.
0: Yep. Uh, AFL 2004 has asked uh, for our thoughts on Kane Farrell's start and his future.
1: Um, Alright, here's a controversial one um, I want to see like Ken Frost done some good things and he's got that little burst of space that a you 19 know, year old player has and he showed that last week and that was very good and he's got a very neat kick um, but I want to see him kick goals that Cameron Hitchcock wouldn't kick so I, I want to
0: see more Okay, well that, um, that's, he's already done that because Cameron oh, no, Hitchcock pretty much kicked nothing
1: no, Sorry. Cam Cam don't no no no. When Cam Hitchcock started, he was very good at running in a straight line towards goal and kicking a goal. He was very good mm. at that. It's just that all other aspects like things like, you know, crumbing and kicking checkside goals and um, marking and all that stuff, he was not good at. And that got exposed. But early on he was very good at running in straight lines towards goal and kicking goals. And I want to see yeah. more than just that from Kane Farrell.
0: I think That's... we've already seen a little bit more. The thing that I really like about Kane Farrell, look, I was I was a fan last year. I know you were pretty. I was down on him for being a defender, happy. and
1: if he goes into defence yeah. this week, I'm very against it again.
0: Yeah, look, I, I highly doubt he's going to be a defensive player for us. Yeah, um, you know, we drafted oh, him off his <laughs> forward, off his forward play at under eighteen level, and that was commented at the time. And I mm. think he's definitely going to be a, a forward type player. And look, there's a few things that I really, really like about him. And the first one is his his running patterns are wonderful. Like he's got that sort of perpetual motion, but then he's got jets which can really get some uh, some space from his opponent. And we saw that last week. We saw it uh, against the Dogs as well. Um, and and that's something that uh, that that is definitely a huge AFL trait. So I think that'll hold him in good stead. I love his foot skills. Yeah, he, he can kick goals. He's very accurate kick. He can hit targets as well. Some of his field kicking last week was really, really impressive too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think he's had a he's had a much better start than um, you know I would have predicted um, yes. to kick you know four goals in your first two games, kick three goals in a quarter in a showdown. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know that's a it's a very impressive start, and I do think he's got a future. I, I think um, next year he should be part of our first twenty-two um, every week in theory. Um, it's up to him to uh, continue to develop, of course, but I think he's got the uh, hes the exact type of player that we kind of need in the side, and that's a smart, uh, gut-running, pretty quick goal-kicking forward.
1: Yeah, honestly, um, like, if you're going to ascribe a club to him not knowing that he was drafted, you'd say he was probably, like, a West Coast player, so that's probably yeah. a good thing.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: West yep. Coastal Kangaroos.
0: I'm a fan. I, I like him, and, um yeah. I think the sky's the limit. I think he can become a very valuable footballer for us. Yeah, I just
1: want to see more more diversity in what he can do. But that'll come, yep. hopefully. That will um, come. Yeah. Um, Ethel
0: 2004 has also asked, uh, yes. if you were Robbie Gray, would you try and get traded for premiership chances?
1: How often does that work out,
0: though? Not often, no. I would think. Not too often. And uh, I don't think he's that type of person either. Well, I think uh I think we're stuck with him. Oh dear. Oh, no. oh,
1: well.
0: Such is life. <laughs> Such is life. That's it. Uh PAFC sixty six has asked if Pollock leaves, does the rebuild officially start next year? Uh, uh No because he's not peaked Treadro. Uh so whoa. losing Polek does not mean that we need to start rebuilding.
1: Um I disagree. Um but I don't think I don't mean the rebuild. does the rebuilding start next year. I don't mean it in the same way that I think a lot of people do. In that if you look at any good team that manages to replenish, like it's when you're at the very top that you should be thinking, okay, well let's start, you know, using up our draft picks now. And I think we're at a stage. Like I don't think we're in a point where we should be trading out picks for players, uh, unless it's for like guys that are under twenty one. Um, yeah. for the most part. So yeah, the rebuilding has st- is starting this year, no matter what happens in finals. I think it's
0: already started, um, yeah, to be well, honest. It,
1: it, yeah, exactly. It kind of has. With it this started year, two years with ago. With five picks in the first three rounds, this year it's definitely starting. Um, yeah. Particularly if we get one more coming in with Jared Polek. You know, that's this is definitely, yeah, we're, we're rebuilding now. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's my view. So it's just part of a, a gradual replenish. But no, I don't mean, do we gut the team and start again? No, we don't gut the team and start again. No. No,
0: definitely not. Uh, CT Power asked, is Dougal Howard our most important defender? Uh, not necessarily the best, but most important. Yes. And uh, is he one of our top five oh. most important players?
1: Um, he's important for certain matchups, i.e. when we're up against a team that has a 200 centimetre forward.
0: Uh, I think he's definitely our most important defender. Um, no, it's Jonas. Right now, is Jonas. Oh, it is. I, well, I think Jonas is our best defender. I reckon the I, win-loss shows like, Jonas. Maybe, maybe not. I feel like Howard's our most important because that allows someone like Jonas to do what he does best. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's And amongst and other, like it frees up Cleary yeah. a bit more, uh, who we know is not that great against uh, taller opponents. Um I I, I agree with that I think Howard is our most important defender. Is he in our top five most important players? Definitely for the future, right now probably not.
1: I think that the way you're describing Jonas and Howard reminds me a lot of the crows with um Bassett and Rutten. In that mm. Rutten I never felt was all that amazing, but he enabled Bassett to play a a, a role where he could use his intelligence more as opposed to just having to one on one against a guy that, you know, clearly outsizes him. And I feel it's that same dynamic in that when Howard's in, Jonas, as you said, can play better. Jonas is still a better defender for mine. Um, it's the same same logic well, no, yeah. as it's, it's the same logic as, you know, Jack Watts would be great in a team that has three key forwards. Um I'm not going to say he's the best because he's not the best, but in Jonah's mm. case, it is that he's probably the best of them right now. Um, and Howard, he plays an important role on our side. Um, is he the best defender? No, he's not. But he is important because of what he can do.
0: Yeah. I think we're in agreement there. So. Uh, CT Power has also asked, uh, would you offer Scott Camparelli the senior assistant coach role at Port LA Footy Club?
1: I thought about he that. He
0: stated he wants to be senior coach, Um, and has served a long apprenticeship uh, senior assistant role would be a logical step up. His work with Adelaide's midfield has been very good.
1: uh, Yeah. Definitely not for me. Uh, I don't know. Huge
0: no. No, 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 no,
1: no, I definitely, absolutely, positively wouldn't want him getting one of those Simon Goodwin sweetheart deals where he acts as an apprentice uh, to the coach you're trying to sack and then hangs around for three more years. You know, I don't want one of those... Um, yeah, no, I I, I don't know. If we'd have to get rid of people, like if it was, if that was going to happen, Voss is out, yeah? So Voss isn't out, so no, it's not going to happen.
0: Well, not necessarily. Um, oh, for me,
1: yeah.
0: But yeah well, no. well, Nick's is our senior assistant, so that yeah. spot's open.
1: Yeah, but Voss has been re signed. <laughs> Do you reckon he's not going to get senior assistant? All
0: oh, right, I don't think so. Oh, I
1: reckon that's the sort of thing you don't announce while the other guy's sitting in no. the seat and I reckon maybe.
0: at the end of the year it might get changed. Yeah, look, it, it might be. If we're bringing in Schofield, then it might be the case yeah. that he does become senior assistant. Um, look, I'm not sure. Look, a lot of Crow supporters that I read opinions of aren't a big fan of Scott Camparelli and the job that he's done. Um, okay. Adelaide's midfields looked really good last year, maybe, in, in certain games. Yeah. Um, but it's also very, very stacked with talent as well. Uh, Some would say it's probably under-delivered on on its talent. Uh, So, yeah, it's a big no for me. Plus, I don't know. I just don't like Scott Camparelli either. Yeah, So, I I don't really want him (laughs) (laughs) at my football club, to be honest. They can have him. He suits the Crows down to a tee, so they can have him. Yeah,
1: that's probably reasonable. Mm. Um... All right. Uh, now, there's a question, quick, a very quick one from uh, Windy Runner on the Spreaker chat. Are we going to do both days of the draft? Has it been confirmed the draft's going to be over two days now?
0: Yes, that's been confirmed. Oh, it looks shit. likely that uh, the first round is going to be televised okay. on the first night, right? And then the, the following morning, it seems. Oh fuck! Uh, the rest <laughs> of the draft will be will be on. Oh. Uh, and then that. Evening, the rookie draft will be on.
1: Oh, you joking.
0: So oh. get your, uh, get a six pack of champers, Porsche, because we're going to be drinking for about 24 hours.
1: Three bottles. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Sorry, That's, well,
0: yeah. look, it, it makes it very, it makes it logistically very difficult to do that. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll try our best. I, uh, like we've got to work through work situations and yeah. all that sort of stuff as well. So look, it makes it very, 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 it, very difficult. What
1: days is it on? Is it on weekend or
0: what is it? Well, the, no, the th- Thursday night is the uh, will be oh, the thir- yeah. the first round. So uh, Friday morning, like, and they're
1: doing the second. The- oh, those shitheads! I think they're it's for like real?
0: Friday, Friday eleven o'clock. I think is going to be the the rest of the draft. Oh. And then a couple hours break, and then the rookie draft. They after they must that.
1: be well shitty with us doing this live podcast. That's probably why they're doing it. They're saying, "Oh, let's screw up Port Adelaide." Fans. How
0: how inconsiderate can you I be? Know. Like that, it's been a huge who success. Who doesn't want to watch it live? Jeez. Well, that, that's it. I, I I can understand why they're doing it. If they've they've brought in live trading, and I believe the process now is that there is going to be a five to six minute gap after each pick to allow for. Uh, the live trading sort of to to happen, which would make what has been, you know, a pretty boring spectacle on TV for those that aren't doing a podcast mm. and drinking very much, um, would make it even worse, I imagine. So And, yeah. a, and a, it would also make it about a seven-hour draft, which uh, is probably not going to happen.
1: But, but even
0: then... So I, like... can, I can understand why they've split it up in into two days, but I would have hoped right, that they would Saturday? do the, the first well that too, but also the first two day, the first two rounds on the first night, um, and then the rest of the draft maybe the next day. But yeah, I, just I seems like we're, we're going to get we're going to get into it and then it's going to end, sort of thing, which is going to be annoying.
1: Well, the fact that they're doing it on a Thursday and a Friday instead of a Friday and a Saturday, considering it's AFL off season and there is a Fox Footy channel they can just dump it on if they want to do telecasting. Yeah. I think that's I think that's absurd the way they're doing
0: it. Absolutely yeah. absurd. So yes, look, we'll we we have not really thought about it because it's only been announced like yesterday. So we'll Bloody we'll God. work out something. I'm sure we'll work out something to do.
1: Well, I mean I guess we can't we can't comment on that until we know if Ports even got a pick in the first round. If they don't I might just skip it. We might we just skip that one and work on the others. Dunno. Yeah. yeah. That's annoying. We shall
0: see. That's which so I frustrating. Said.
1: How many clubs... Like, there's so many clubs every year that don't have a first-round pick. Like, how stupid is... Ugh. They're going to lose but the casual But with live watcher. trading,
0: they're all going to have to be there and they're all going to try and work something out to get picks in the first round, I guess they're gonna, assuming.
1: It's going to do to fans what the, the long trade week does. It's just going to drive them nuts with waiting for something to maybe happen or not.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Stupid, yeah. Well, stupid, stupid. <laughs> I would say worst case scenario for the AFL would be that they've brought in live trading and then there is absolutely no live trading in the first round of the televised round. And so it's just turned the first round, which used to go for like, what, 12 minutes, maybe. Uh, And now it's going to go for about two hours, um, which is going to make it an even more boring spectacle. So yep. I guess we'll wait and see what happens there. Mm.
1: That's that's so AFL. I mean, if they haven't made enough shithouse decisions this year, that really takes the cake.
0: Yeah, but look, I'm happy to pull an all-nighter and we'll uh, wait some <laughs> analysis. We'll, we'll see what happens. Friday morning, like, <laughs> Bloody hell. I know, I know. Uh, wonderful. Uh, CT Power is also ours, Joe Attlee and William Willem Drew have had their development hindered this year by injury. Are you confident they'll still make it at Port Adelaide Footy Club?
1: Ah, well, they've still got a chance, but um, if they don't get elevated when there's spots in the side, then no. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. We, who knows? Maybe they'll start next year as Golden Boys. I've got no idea. Um,
0: well, at- Paul... at- at- but- at- at- still I think, will become an AFL pl- player, whether it's with us or not. I'm not too sure mm. anymore, but I definitely think he's got a good AFL career in him drew I'm a bit 50, 50 on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I just want to see him have a injury free run and, uh, and hopefully he can have a big preseason and come back because look, again, he's the type of player that we need in the side. Someone that's really good inside, yep. but has really good burst of speed. He's got the jets. He can run. He good can, uh, he's a big, long Last kick. Hand. He's a, he's a very creative handball can play down back, can play up forward, can play through the midfield, can play inside and outside midfield. So he's the exact sort of player that we do need to come on and um, and develop into an AFL standard footballer.
1: Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah.
0: And that's Sorry. it for the questions.
1: Okay, I'm going to... Let's get through the final round so I can go away and fume about the draft. <laughs> <laughs> I'm genuinely yeah. shitty about that. Like that's <laughs> that's such an AFL wanting to control everything, move, doing it on a bloody weekday again. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Final wrap. Winning side and margin maker. How much?
0: How much West Coast buy? Look, it's got to be West Coast, doesn't it? Like, yeah. you know, we're, we're not in good form. Um, we we haven't really beaten anyone decent for a while now, mm. and. You know, we're coming up against a team that is in good form and keeps winning despite having all these players out. So it's going to be West Coast by 32 points for me.
1: I'm going to tip, like I said earlier, West Coast by 150.
0: There you go.
1: Okay, good. Highest scorekeeper for Port, who's going to kick the most for us?
0: I'm going to say in a low scoring battle, uh, I think we'll kick five goals for the game if it's wet. And I'm going to say Sam Gray will have two of them.
1: I'm going to say there's going to be no goal kick Port, All right. <laughs> <Well> <laughs> um, done. Is any fring, oh. is any fringe player going to lock up a spot for next week? So I guess yes. we're talking mostly about Johnson and Gray, it'll,
0: maybe. It, it'll be Sam Gray. Yeah. Yeah. True.
1: Yeah. Um, are we going to win the Premiership this year? How are you feeling about that now? Because I'm not feeling real good, to be honest.
0: I'm going to say no. We're not going to win the Premiership no, I don't in think
1: 2008. We are now. No, that's it. I'm done. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't think. No. Nah. last last week was the the straw that broke the camel's back for my yeah. premiership hopes this year. Yeah, yeah. There's still a, a slight uh, the pilot light's still on, uh, but yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see.
1: Indeed, um, Windy Runners come in saying Port by five and Kane Farrell with four goals and sorry for oh. upsetting me, which you bloody should be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh.
1: Uh, Are there any other games looking forward to this weekend?
0: Uh, Look, Hawthorne Geelong will be a good one. Yeah. Because that's always a good game.
1: Yeah. I've written that down as being one that's currently relevant to Port, unless we lose, in which case no games matter. So let's just pretend it counts for something.
0: Yeah. Uh, Look, hopefully GWS do the job over the Crows.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, Um, yeah. And Melbourne-Sydney should be relatively interesting as well.
1: Yeah. If Sydney pulled the finger out and got a win... And if we won, then that would obviously maybe maybe be good for us. Who knows? Who knows? Mm. Who has any idea?
0: That's right. Mm. Look, there, there is still a top four spot there if we want it, if we want it, if we're good enough. But, uh, yeah, hopefully Sydney can do the job.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're done for the day. So thank you for people listening in, particularly live listeners. And, ah. Uh, Bloody draft. All right. Anyway, let's <laughs> let, let's just uh, let's just wrap it up. Thanks for coming on, Macca. And uh, no worries.
0: Can't port.
1: Can't the ports?
0: Can't pal. Can't the ports? Treadway from forty-five meters out against the breeze.